If you have your Bibles, if you can go to Romans 12. And I know that we just did the benediction, but I want you to <laughs> allow God to give you the word this morning. Amen. How many know God is good? Come on, how many know God is good? Hallelujah. How many of you know God is the author and the finisher of our faith? How many of you know he's the cornerstone of the church? You always give God the liberty to be God. And when God be God, how many of you know you're not waiting for a preacher? The Holy Spirit is the preacher. Somebody say the Holy Spirit is the preacher. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is a preacher. And, and when you allow the Holy Spirit to preach, he preaches the best messages. Y'all got to hear me. He makes the best moves. He, he, he does the best things. You got to know in your own house that what the preacher is. Let the Holy Spirit set your temperature. You stop being so ashamed in around people. You get, get, get God and find the joy of the Lord in your heart. Find the joy of the Lord in your spirit. And you will let yourself be free. Can you say amen? You most of the things that the devil got us hiding from in our salvation, you don't know it's actually your influence. The world, the Bible says the harvest is white, it's plentiful, and it's waiting for somebody to find joy in the right thing. And when they can't find joy in the right thing, we continue to go to the wrong thing. But if you be an expression of authority and joy in the salvation of the Lord in your heart, you're going to see a generation starts to return back to God. Can you say amen? want you to go this morning to Romans 12 6 Romans 12 verse 6 I'm going to speak for a moment on restored hope the restoration of hope or healing hope Romans 12 6 having then the gift differing according to the grace of God that's given to us let us use them if prophecy let us prophesy in proportion to our faith our ministry let us use it in our ministry he who teaches in teaching he who exhort, uh, exhorts in exhortation he who gives with liberality and he who leads with diligence he who shows mercy with cheerfulness verse 9 let love be without hypocrisy abhor what is evil that means hate what is evil Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And this is what we're going to touch today. Rejoicing in hope. Somebody say rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing steadfast in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Speak on, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want you all to understand, you may be seated. I want you all to understand that God desires, which is in, his, in your salvation package. In your salvation package is a hope package. Somebody say, my salvation package. Say it with me, my salvation package. Is a, hope pass package. is a hope package. 
Your salvation package is a hope passage. Your salvation is in accordance to the alignment of hope. You believe in Christ and that believing in Christ is hope in Christ. Can you say amen? What I want you to understand in the battle for the wheels of men. Remember, there's a battle for the wheels of men. And whoever has the will have the intent. And whoever has the intent, we know that your attention is there. And so what the enemy desires to do is to get your attention so he can get your intent. If he has your attention, he has your intent. So if he gets the attention, he gets the intent. And what he intends to do is to divert your hope out of God to create a, 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 a um, substitute to make you hope for something without God. In fact, let me even help you a little deeper. Because, see, what that will then say is that your hope is not God. So let me help you out here. What he would hope you to hope is to hope what, without knowing that God hopes for the things that you might think that you hope for. What he does, the reason why he allow, he wants you to think like that, because he knows anytime you do things out of the spirit, you are not equipped to handle what he's going to do to your life. Y'all got to hear me. He knows any times, he knows that the weapons of the warfare of the believer, the weapons of the warfare of the believer only work in him. Somebody say they only work in him. Your weapons only work in Christ Jesus, which means if you're not in the spirit, your weapons is not going to work. It's not personal. It's just saying you are called to walk by the spirit, to handle things by the spirit, to be led by the spirit and ultimately learn to stand knowing that Jesus is going to take care of the victory in you by how you stand. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand that the adversary knows I don't mind we have them having church. I just mind when they learn to walk by the spirit because they start to understand that it's not just about church. They try to come into my territory. They try to come into my world and take over. So I don't like Christians that understand spirit life. I love Christians that love their church life because we don't mind those. We put them on the shelf. We call them religions. We put them just like on the rest of the books that's dusty. They're just a religion and we just shelf every, every religion. We just shelf you. We don't worry about you. We know you ain't no territorial movement agent of no, no, no government. So we don't worry about you. We like church folk that don't know that they have the dominant spirit of the Lion of Judah that they're supposed to learn to go take over the land and disciple the nations. This is not a church as you would think. This is an ambassador center training you for governmental stewardship and management. So when you go in the system, you bring your license of heaven and bring the kingdom to earth. Can you say amen? I break that churchy religion outfit out of you. Stop doing that. Don't be nowhere where you're just going to shout and not going to learn. Tell somebody I'm getting out of it today. You are not created. You don't like school, but you go to class. Why you go? To learn. Some of y'all might like school. Hallelujah. <laughs> there are some school likers. That's all right. They like school because they know what they're learning. Amen. But you have to understand everything that, uh, that's good to me is not always good to me. And so what God does, he never steward you to train you in a place where you're a yes man. 
Because if you can't get with somebody that's going to show you and have a curriculum for your calling, you're in the wrong place. Christians were not made to just learn how to shout and dance over their problems. And yet they shouted and dancing and came out. Watch this. They came out in presence, but they lost it Monday. Because we haven't learned to steward the word. And God is breaking this circular cycle of religious patterns. It's not that you don't love God. God is saying, don't just love me, learn of me. Tell somebody, don't just love him, learn of him. Yeah, don't just love me, you need to learn of me. Just like you learn of the things that you perceive that you're learning about. So I want you to understand, God don't just want you to love him. He also wants you to learn of him. Tell somebody, I got to learn of Christ. If you don't start learning of Christ, you don't know the agents of the adversary. When he throws the arrows, it's going to look just like Christ. Remember, he tries to substitute things like God. He wants to be like the most high. And so if you're not familiar with how God works. Many in our mind, well, I, I don't know when the devil comes. No, you won't, because you're looking for these horns. You're looking for things to say devil. I know y'all know how the church is. When they say devil, oh, that's the devil. Yeah, we see it. We can see it. That's the devil. Can you see it when it don't look like the devil? Y'all got to hear me. See, you got to understand there are high-level uh, distractions and modifications. And most believers can't identify the high-level modifications. I mean, just an example. We, can't even, we don't even know why we distracted. Why you spend three hours on Facebook? Uh-oh, that ain't personal. Uh-oh, I felt there was somebody wanted to fight. All right. You know your YouTube struggle? And you can't even figure out why you still struggle. And you're thinking you're going to understand a high-level assignment that hell wants to bring to your life. So you got to understand what God does. He trains you to, 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 to look like somebody. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we all struggle with that. Look at that. They still offended. Glory to God. You got to understand God knows what is before you. So he was trying to make you preemptive so you're not without the tools of what the adversary is going to bring. That's why he said, do not be ignorant of his what? Devices. I didn't want my church to be ignorant of the adversary devices. Religion is a device too. I went to church. You didn't see the device of religion. So you come in these spirit-led churches, and because you think that's what church is, it's hard for you to conceive that God don't just do it like that for no reason. So the enemy wants to keep us still, tired. The Bible says he wants to wear out the saints. He wants to wear you out. If you didn't have an assignment, why do we want to wear you out? If you didn't have an assignment, why do you have so much warfare? If you, have, you don't have an assignment, what, what does he need to wear you out for? What is the purpose of wearing you out? The problem is they told you he only wanted to wear you out to keep you out of heaven. That's a lie. That's a lie. You know what? That's a lie. Because God knows if heaven was on the only domain, if you going to heaven was the objective, watch this, Jesus would have just took you. Why wait? Why keep you in the world? So if, even when we come to church, that's what we think the domain is. So we think we're coming to get saved again. Every week we come get saved. 
Why are you getting saved again? You don't have to get saved again. You've been saved. Well, you say, you know, I messed up. And you know, I just this sin thing. Paul said, if I do what I want, don't want to do, it's no longer I. The reason why you didn't know that is because your religion now has become something to you that's held on to you. And I pray that thing breaks this morning. Can you say amen? You don't need a salvation message. You need a maturity message so you can start going home and winning in your own house. Winning in your own career. You've got to learn to win. Don't re-save me. Give me a message. Give me a word. Give me some training that's going to help me understand how to optimize my tools to deal with the adversary so I can walk as God told me to walk. So you have to understand what, what he what entails his intel. Somebody say intel. The devil got intel on you. The interesting about the intel. Can I tell you an interesting thing about intel? The intel that he has on you. Watch this. It's legally bounding. Bonding. It, it's legally. It's legal. You say it's legal? I thought that God was after that. I thought God was after that. It's legally bonding. You know what that means? That means he has access. I thought God was after that. I want you to understand, church, God don't have a problem. Say that with me. God don't have a problem. We do. You know what that means? That means God was trying to show his church if you have an issue the issue was supposed to show you what you knew about me. Because I don't have a problem. But when you learn to embed yourself in me, what used to be your problem is not a problem anymore. So that means what the believer was supposed to do is uh, 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 glean the, 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 the warfare that you're going through, you were supposed to glean to that and understand that was a lack of knowledge. It was a what? Let's prove it. Jesus said we deal with principalities and powers, things in high things, but he said we cast them down with the knowledge of God. Casting down every high imagination and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So are you telling me warfare has to do with what I don't understand? I'm going to tell you yes. Had nothing to do with what you keep giving credit to the devil more than what you don't understand. I didn't say the devil may not be dealing with that, but you have to understand why the, the adversary is, is, why do he have that level of interest in you? If there's that level of interest in me, it's not God bringing him on me. Remember, the Bible said that God tests no man with sin. He does what? So if I'm being tested, the Bible says that's something within me that's attracting that level of assessment. Okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. How many of we all have different assessments on our life that God is trying to work out? But God is saying, I need you to understand, stop just leaving it there. I need you to bypass making it just about the devil and you're waiting for me to deliver you. I'm not delivering you like that. I told you to stir up the gift inside of you. I already put myself inside of you. Tell somebody he's inside of me. 
He's already inside of you. You've got to realize because if he delivers you outside of you, you never learned about him. I'm going to say that one more time. If he delivers you without you, he, you never learn who you are. Does that make sense? Because if he keeps just doing it for me, I never learn. Watch this. I deny his power. So I become a talkative Christian, never learn his power. So that's why Christians are talkative. But we haven't understood how we denied his power. So we got to straighten some things out because God has to restore. This is why you have to cleanse his house first, because there are things, there are modalities, there are mentalities, there's philosophies that are in us that is not even true. And we don't realize the yoke of religion. Somebody say the yoke of religion. There is a spirit called the yoke. There's a yoke of religion. It's a spirit too. It's a what? So you thought you were just fighting other spirits. There's a yoke of religion. And the yoke of religion is a Pharisee spirit. Somebody say a Pharisee spirit. How many of you know what a Pharisee spirit entails? How many of you know Jesus, how he handled the Pharisees? He rebuked them. He did what? Which means my Pharisee. How many of you know we all have a little Pharisee in us? Some, some have more than others. That's okay. Say, <laughs> so my Pharisee got to be rebuked. You better find a teacher that loves you so he can help you rebuke your Pharisees quickly. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. You don't like that one. You better find somebody who loves you that you know, even though, because when your Pharisee stands up in you, you're going to think the person is against you. So you, you're going to have to learn to love them early. Because as soon as they hit your Pharisee, you're going to have to discern between what the devil is doing to your mind at the moment. He don't like me. No, no, no. See, you're going to discern. I remember my leaders used to say something to me, and that Pharisee jumped in me. Who would take you off? You got to be careful because you want to curse or something. If cursing in you, I ain't want to curse, but I was like, who take you off? See that anger? You see that? See, see that Pharisee done jumped up. With the Pharisee, the Pharisee is untaught. It don't want to learn. It, it, it thinks it knows, but it don't want to learn. Okay? And that's rooted out of the yoke of religion. But every Pharisee in you won't change unless it's rebuked. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Which means the Bible says <laughs> those who love wisdom love correction. Y'all got to hear me. Those who love wisdom love what? Correction. Why? Because we're not, we, we know it's not personal. Please, please, to the mature man, not any kind of man. Don't you be going to these uh, 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 side Baptist churches, people who don't, you don't understand or you don't know. You see some stuff that's out of order, you check it, and then you don't stay there if you know it's not right. When you stay in places that you feel, because you got the Spirit of God, that maybe not be not right, by default, you just undermine it, your training for, with them. So why will you stay there? Now what you're in, it's open justification. Now you're trying to be God for them. Okay, we'll train that another time. Okay? Now you got revelation to be God for them. God didn't tell you to do that. Your responsibility, even in this church, is to follow God. Tell somebody, that's my responsibility. What? That's why Paul said, follow me as I... And the day I stop following Christ is the day you need to find another church. 
Because we, you are not responsible to a man only that's not following God. Now, if you hear some stuff around in the way and you didn't check it, that's on you. Okay? Don't you justify something that you don't understand. But you need to understand if something is not right and you're not learning, why are you there? Let me get out of that. So Christ wanted you to know that I have a hope and a future. I have a what? Let's go to the scripture. I want you to go with me. Go with me. Now watch this. I know I skipped over one. Did I not put that in there? Tell you what, I didn't. It's all right. Somebody say hope and future. How many know he gave you hope in the future? How many know he gave you hope in the future? Now, what I want you to understand, this is what I want you to understand. I actually, go here with me. Go with, here with me. I want you to go with me to Jeremiah 29. Go with me to Jeremiah 29, 11. Oh, yeah, it is. That's it. Jeremiah 29, 11. I knew I had there. All right. I lost myself in my notes. Glory to God. If you feel good, so I'm feeling good. Let's learn. Here we go. For I know the thoughts that I... Who's thinking? Who's thinking? I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of... And... Which means God's thoughts are never evil against you. I know if you felt like you missed your tithes and you did wrong this week and you know it, you know, he, Jesus that made, Jesus that made my lights go off. Jesus didn't make your lights go off. Y'all know we spooky. Look at my tire going flat. God forgive me. Wait, how did, why did the tire bring to you to repentance? <laughs> I got all this warfare. I got all this. I knew it. I knew I didn't do something. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. I didn't what? So you are doing to get his approval. I didn't do something. Your doing is never before your believing. Write that down. My doing is never before my believing. You are going to do, but you're not going to do before you believe. Because you don't know how to do outside of believing. It's the spirit that gives you life and tells you what to do. Can you say amen? Well, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, uh, 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 says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. Let's continue. Then you will what? Now, wh why did you call up on me? Because I gave you a. Why are you calling up on me? Because I gave you a. A future no, then you will call upon me and go and I know why we're not praying because we need to understand that he gave us a then you're gonna pray to me and you will listen and I will listen to you and you will seek me and oh this is the answer. I'm giving you the answer already. When you search for me with what? How much? So a little what you think? Oh, how much? How much? What does all look like? 
Victory is mine. What does all look like? Can I tell you what all don't sound like? You know what all don't sound like? Man, I got to forgive again. No, no, no. See, this is our natural language in church. You ready? Man, God, see, I'm going to do it because God told me to do it. I better start smacking. My lips getting dry. You, you see, you, you got to understand what, what, what is all? Does that look like all? Are you telling me you can be full of God, but you separate from what you want God's will to be? David said, I love your precepts, God. Y'all got to hear me. Which means I'm one with your precept. What you think, I think. What you love, I love. You got to understand until you start to love God's environment, God, God, love God's word, what you're battling with is your will trying to find his. Y'all tracking with me? There's nothing wrong. God knows that. That's why he's trying to tell you. I don't, you don't have to depend on your own hope. I got one for you. You don't have to depend on your own way. I got one for you. So you have to understand God is trying to get to the place where he can do the will and the do in you and through you. But you got to realize when you're not one with his will, you sound like you're contrary. But it's so normal in the body of Christ. That yoke of religion made us to believe that even though I talk like God is not with me, what that means is I don't really like that person, but I'll do it because God told me. Well, that's fine from an immature standpoint. That's not fine when you got a title. Uh-oh. I'm prophet so-and-so. Prophet so-and-so, you better sit down. Because if you are against what God is for, and you're giving me a revelation that because he just told you to do it, but you don't even like what he told you to do, that tells me you're not even one with his will. That means you separated yourself from him. When the Bible says, when you, he's, he's adopted you, and when his spirit joined with your spirit, by which we cry, Abba, Father. Which means the more that you allow the witness to speak, my will becomes his will. So I start to love his precepts. God, you start rejoicing that you think, thank you for letting me see I need to forgive. It's not like I hate you, but I'm going to just do it to God said do it. What kind of foolishness is that? That's not an attractive spirit. Why would I want to come to your church and you don't even like your own God? That's how we do the church. Let's go minister. I'm just going to do this because God told me to do it. Why are you not doing it? Because you wanted to do it. You don't want to do it, but God told you to do it. I tell you what, I'm going to stay at my club for a little longer. Y'all done got quiet. Y'all like, Pastor, I was at the club myself. I'm going to just be quiet on that one. So, so, so you, you are separating yourself. You're separating what? You know who, who allows that? The yoke of religion. What allows that? The, the yoke of religion allows you to do that. And then they're going to put you in the room. And long as you can move the crowd, they're going to give you a title. So when the yoke of religion is in control, 
it doesn't look for the right components of the spirit. Can you say amen? How many of you know that's not, it's not good for you when you believe something about God that's not true for you? How many of y'all see that's love? Somebody say that's love. So I want you to understand, the Bible says that he's given you a what? Hope and a, a hope and a future. Then the Bible says that you are going to look for him and you're going to pray for him. You're going to look for him and going to pray for him, to him. And he's going to deliver you. Hope. Somebody say hope. Who gave it? God. Who gave it? Okay, let's break this down. Now we're going to learn. What I want you to realize, you have personal dreams and you have God-given dreams. Somebody say personal dreams and God-given dreams. Personal dreams are desires or things that you want. Those are personal. And you also have God-given dreams or desires. How many of y'all believe that? Okay, the battle with the Christian is we don't think that God necessarily likes our personal dreams and we battle between am I in my personal or am I in my God-given? How many of y'all say that's about right? I, I struggle with am I in my personal dream or vision or desire or am I in the God-given dream or hope or desire? Okay? So I'm going to help you this morning because what I want you to realize is, well, let's break down for everybody to know what a personal dream is. It, it, it's the things that you want to fulfill what you feel you need. You have needs. And you have desires. How many of y'all got that, 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 that nice little yacht in your head? How many of y'all want that private plane one day? I know those channels you be watching. I done told y'all my Dubai story, so I, I, I'm with you. You have personal dreams and desires. How many of y'all want to be rich? Thank you, man. Thank you. I know the church, they're going to lie to me. I, I, thank you. But see, see, nobody has the confidence. They think I'm trapping them. <laughs> Man, one person want to be rich. Jesus, we got a lot of training to do. All right. God-given dreams is being about the kingdom. Being about the what? I have to ask you something. Because, see, the problem is you keep saying I'm about the kingdom, but you don't even know what the kingdom entails. So if you don't know what the kingdom entails, how do you even know you got there? So my question is, when you're praying, how do you know when you get there? Uh-oh. If I'm headed somewhere and I don't even know where I'm going, why in the how would I even know if I reached? So the yoke of religion don't even allow you to see if you reach. The yoke of religion allows you to check mark because you prayed. That's what the yoke of religion does. The yoke of religion says, since I did my prayer and I did my Bible reading, I am good to go. My question was, where did the kingdom come in and how did you know it was the kingdom? Okay. All right. We're going to have to shortcut this because we got 19 minutes. Right. Number one, don't ever forget this. The Bible says the kingdom is not eating and... Okay, now we're waking up. It's not what? Eating and drinking. What is it? Righteousness, peace, and joy, class. In... Uh-oh, now we're there. What is it? 
righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay, let's break this down. What did righteousness come to do? To put you in right standing to do what? Because this is why the enemy takes you down. You don't even know where you're going. So, of course, he's going to dismantle you at the place you don't have no more fight. How many of you know the Bible said for the joy that was set before Jesus, he did what? He endured the cross. This is why we can tell God I'm not listening right now because we don't see where we're going. And when I don't see where I'm going, there's a point I tell God enough is enough right here. I'm jumping in. the I, I'm taking over now. And I'll come, I'll, I'll come sacrifice later. I'll go to church later and forgive myself from what I'm about to do. Because you didn't know, they didn't train you that vision was the gauge with the spirit. Vision, uh, the alignment of vision in the spirit was the gauge to see how much equity you have. So this is why we're not wanting to pray. We don't, you don't have to. You don't need to. You ain't got nothing to fight for. You know your check coming Friday. You know your what? Daddy, I ain't got to pray for that. You'll be waiting for your check. It, it, it come at 1 p.m. You'll be waiting right there in front of Walmart parking lot. I hope you're in at Walmart. Walmart take too long. Yeah, Jesus. They need some more help there. You've you got to understand... You have to understand, God knows, God knows, God knows. If I don't have a big vision and hope for you, you are not, you're going to stop fighting. You, you are going to stop trying to pursue me. Your, your vision, tell somebody my vision is too small. I didn't know that. Hit your neighbor. Say, my vision was too small. I didn't know that. I didn't know my vision was just too small. God needed something else for me to trust in him to fight for. I didn't know that I was living under the cusp of the measure of where I come from. Yeah, now I got a job. You never had one. That is not your measure. You're so comfortable because you're measuring yourself to your family. At least I have the house. Okay. Is that your measure? That's all you did for I got a two-bedroom. You got a one. Wow. Y'all know how we do. And then you pull up right in front of the, 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 the Thanksgiving, uh, uh, in front of your family. Pull your car right in front, you see. You know you're trying to show off, you see. Just went through the car wash. What's wrong with you? You're competing and you're in the wrong fight. You're in the wrong lane. You're running the wrong race. You have to understand God has put so much inside of you that your big is his small. Y'all got to hear me. Your big is his small. What he's trying to say is, I got so much potential in you. You know why? Because I am in you and you are in me. And when we go to do what I said to do, you're going to conquer more than you ever can think you can do. Get your confidence and hope out of your soul.
come to tell you, you're too confident in you. You're not confident enough in God. I don't mind telling you that. You know why? Because I want you to start hating how you do your flesh. Hate what is wrong. The Bible says the flesh profits nothing. That doesn't know. Let me help you with the flesh because I even met. We, we got to help the church. Okay? That's why we don't think God like anything fleshly. Yet you want to get married. And that's of the flesh. Okay, that was just a side note. Yeah, we, we, we've been taught to hate the flesh. So I just can't say it like that and move on. That's why you hide from the church. But look how woke you are at work. Girl, I'm going to get that dress. I'm going to get that dress. I'm going to get those shoes. I'm going to get that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. Come to church. What you want? You know, I don't think God want me to have that. Hey, look, how, look how double-minded this is. Look how inspired you are. Look at your eyes. Look, look how you blew up at work. You come in the church. What you want? I don't know. I just want whatever God gives to me. That's all I want. It's just whatever God handles it. You, did, you, did you see yourself two weeks ago at work? When you and your girl was talking at the desk? Y'all were supposed to be working, but y'all, that's all right. <laughs> y'all was, was on the clock. Yeah, y'all was. Y'all was on the clock. That's all right. You and your homegirl was looking at you. Y'all was Googling, uh, look, looking at... Look at all that vision. Some of y'all was creative. You went to the creative side. You want the create your shoe. You don't put the main thing on the back. I'm just confused because we come to church and then preachers ask, what, what, what did God say? I don't know. Whatever you want to give me. I'm going to get some cameras in people's houses. I, I, what made you think that you can be that open, that creative, and you give that creativity to the devil? Somebody say yoke of religion. The yoke of religion have taught you how to hand things over that it did not understand. That's that Pharisee spirit. It needed to keep you so it will tell you anything to keep you bonded so you don't understand how to break free. Okay. The yoke of religion. Who told you creativity belonged to the world? Who, the chair that you sit in, that was creative. Even if the hell you made it, it was created by God. Some of you need to join the business class because you've you got you to understand this thing. You have to realize how to stop giving over and handing over what God has aligned and designed you to be and become. Okay, let's get back to the topic. So somebody say righteousness. Question. God wanted you to understand that righteousness. Somebody say right standing. To be in right standing. Question. Did God promise you some stuff? Jesus said he's restoring all things to himself in heaven and earth. So not just in heaven, also on which means when you're in the righteousness of God, which is the kingdom of God, this is going to help you. When I'm in the righteousness of God, I am also in the kingdom of God. When I'm in the righteousness, I'm in the kingdom. Question, 
in the righteousness and in the kingdom, what is the spirit leading and guiding you to do? It's revealing, it's leading and guiding you to all truth. Truth about what? Truth about what? Okay, this is what the truth is. He's revealing truth about the makeup of who you ultimately called to be. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That means if God, what you think you're needing, Jesus said, do not worry, don't, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what you're eating and drinking. He said, don't pray like the Gentiles do. Stop praying to me about what you want to eat, what you want to drink, what you're going to wear, what you, who you're going to, who you're going to, he said, stop praying about that. What did he tell you to do? Seek ye first up. And, uh-oh, so in the kingdom, I'm in the righteousness, and now he's leading and guiding me into the desires of that hope. What did he hope for? To restore all things to himself. So you have to understand who you created to be. Righteousness was also caring about your care. The problem is, because you didn't know God cared about your care, you brought your care and you put it in the wrong place. So when you put it in the wrong place, it showed God that you had another idol. So you started letting willpower take over versus spiritual power. Somebody say willpower over versus spiritual power. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get to the scripture real quick. Now, when you allow willpower to override spiritual power, let me tell you what's going to happen. What's going to happen is your hope is going to be deferred. This is why. If you're led by the Spirit, Peter, you cannot think that you're going to look back and stay on the water. Which means I have to have a concert. Let me, you know what? Let me stop using the big terms. I have to have a prayer life. I have to learn to love God. To stay commensurate with my calling. That sounds better. Look at that. I'm doing better. I have to learn to stay in love. To stay in commensurate formation on the water to where God's calling me. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So I want you to understand when I use willpower versus grace, spiritual power, I'm going to have hope deferred. Hope will be what? And the Bible says hope deferred makes the... It makes the... So the Bible says when my hope is deferred, it makes my heart sick. Makes my heart what? Sick. It makes it sick. It makes it sick which means we have a sick churches. And the reason why we're sick is because we've been believing something in hope, not knowing it was mixed with hope that was in another place. That means, you know how we know it's hope in other places? Because many Christians look for revelation and open door justification. They look for what? And what? What is revelation and open door justification? That means I'm looking for God to speak to me, yet I haven't closed the doors over my life. I'm in open rebellion to his word, but I'm looking for the Lord to speak. 
huh, okay, okay. I'm in open read, but I'm, God's, God's speaking to me. I want you to understand something. The Bible says, cleanse your hands, you double-minded. Purify your heart. Well, and lament. Moment in time. Hold on, because the church is getting quiet. Remember, I'm after your Pharisee because I love you. What are we after? Come on, you agree. I think y'all agree. Did y'all agree? I said, no, I ain't agree to that, Pastor. <laughs> pastor, love you. Watch this. But I'm helping you. Because any preacher, any leader that's led by the Spirit is not going to try to give you this plan for your promise before they teach you how to keep the door closed. And today, the reason why God has to cleanse us is because we have revelation that we're looking for an open door justification and usually any man that's trying to help you he's going to always teach you about the door first he's not going to help you in, in anything that you're trying to do which means everything he's, he's going to get you to understand first is how to close that door because everything that you're trying to understand you won't there's a moratorium over you because God said, seeing they will not see, hearing they will not hear, least they turn to me and then when they understand. Which means we have believing unbelievers. Because the yoke of religion taught you that I can live with this thing. Struggling and living with it is two different things. I know we're going to get quiet again. But we got we to gotta help this generation. Struggling with it and living with it are two different things. And when you're openly living with it, what you're telling God is, I'm going to do it my way, but I'm going to use your word to try to get what I want. Okay? Somebody say Pharisee teaching. All right, y'all all right? Everybody breathe. So you have to understand there has to be correction that comes to your life first. Somebody say correction. How many know God will make a way out of no way? Why rush to do it your way when he has a way? Who created a hope in the future for you? So faith is the... Where's faith? The... Faith is the... Person of God. Ready? Person of God. Remember, the Spirit of God is active and alive. Somebody say he's alive. Okay, so we're now, now we're learning faith. Faith is the, so faith is alive. It's a real person. Okay? Of the things that are, question, how can I say I put the God faith on something when God never hoped for that? Because who hoped with it, was it? It was God's. Who gave you the hope and the? It was God's. So we have revelatory. We, we've made the word of God to no effect. We've denied the power of the word. Everybody's saying faith. Everybody's saying what? Faith this, faith that, faith this. Is it aligned with God's will? So faith is the substance. Somebody say person. Of things that are hopeful. So let me show you how that works. That works like this. 
God said, when you see what I saw, what I did on the cross, I'm going to also show you what I've won for you on the cross. And when you see that, it's going to quicken your flesh. You ready? It's going to do what? It's going to quicken you. You know that energy that you used to get when you go to the club from that song? That used to quicken you? That was quickening your flesh. That's how you walked in the club all cute, like I'm the baddest thing in here. What made you feel so bad? Y'all know how we do, men. Oh man, I'm getting every girl in here. What's getting you so confident? You see that quickening of your flesh? Y'all know how we put that music. Am I the only ones that they say I'm transformed, Pastor? That's only you, Pastor. I don't know where you've been. I ain't never did that. You, you know, you put that music on and you pump yourself up. What is that? That's a quickening of your flesh. You came to God not knowing that He. Spirit wanted to also quicken your flesh. My God, if you learn to get a quickening in your house, you walk around that house, throw some oil on your walls, and then you go against the devil, say, get out of here. You got to get a quickening attitude about your spiritual life. Get a quickening attitude. Now make sure it's in spirit control because you're going to punch somebody thinking that was the spirit attitude. That was the wrong spirit. Y'all know them disciples got in the wrong spirit a couple of times. See, let bring down fire. Let destroy them. You got you to gotta make sure it's not the yoke of religion quickening because that'll hurt somebody. It, it will feel the same, but the spirit will give you self-control. But you're after something. You learn to hate what is wrong. Righteousness teaches you to hate what is wrong. You know what's wrong? Anything that's not beautiful that God called you to, it's wrong. Can you say amen? You have to realize hope deferred makes God. God is saying today I need to restore your hope so your hope and your heart is not sick. Can you say amen? God wants to restore your heart. You need restoration. You need restoration. You trust God in a limit. You trust God with limits. You trust God with what? With limits. You need to learn to train your spirit to obey and trust God. Can you say amen? You trust God with what? That means when you have faith, you don't consider. Abraham did not what? He didn't consider. Anything that comes to me, now I'm, I'm working on making sure I can transfer it well. Anything that comes to me, I know when things come on me and why they came. And I know why they stay away. Because I'm the type, I don't consider what people try to make me be. <laughs> no, no, that's not for me, I'm sorry. It, it's 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 ingrained. It's not it's 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 something. It's a it, it's it's so me. It's my standard. Tell somebody I need to restore my standards. Even if you listen, I'm not mad at sickness, but you need to try your spirit first. As soon as you get a sense of it, say in the name of Jesus, I declare sickness off of my body. Don't make the medicine cabinet the first step. I don't mind you use it. Medicine is a blessing, but you need to make sure you try your spirit first.
You get a headache. Say in the name of Jesus. Get together here. We believe, but we don't believe. Because we're still considering another hope. It gives us hope to do it that way. It gives us hope. They have advertised you in hope. But I, it's not that I don't know what the devil is doing. There's a place. There's what? See, when I lay hands on my children, I know when that thing got to go. But there's times I need, I need, I'm working on making sure I can be consistent in my delivery of deliverance. But for me, no, no, no. No, no, no. I've been to hospitals where people say you need the mask. I walk in and I don't need that. Why? I don't, to me, I'm not getting sick. It's not wrong to get sick. I'm training you on a process. I didn't say it was wrong. I'm training you. See, this is something that faith got to build. Because there was a time I did, and I asked God, I said, what happened? And then I figured out something. I started to consider. I realized it was too many people talking. And I wasn't in enough consecration to keep my consideration of what Christ said. Y'all got to hear me. What am I trying to help you to understand? That Jesus had paid the price and he's justified you for everything that the word said. Which means what's possible for you is what your hope's supposed to be. Tell somebody my hope is his possibility. My hope is his possibility. You got to choke out every impossibility that the devil has tried to steal your hope into. Say, no, it don't work like this. My hope is in God's possibility. And it's not over. It's not over. I said it's not over. Whatever the devil meant for bad, God about to turn it around for your good. Y'all got to hear me. You are about to go make and put possibility on everything that the devil been trying to destroy. You about to go lay hands on those sick, lay hands on yourself, lay hands on your finances, lay hands on it and push the possibility of the spirit of God in it. There is no limits. I'm only in his hope of a possibility. Okay. So if you are willing you work out your willingness to his possibility. What do you need to do? For what? You have to be careful settling in the hope that God did not create. You know what that means? That means the enemy has substituted your track. And the track you're on is on willpower. And you're moving but you think you're about to meet something that's actually about to destroy you. Because you're doing it out of willpower, not grace power. And when you're not in grace power, you're not in God's willpower. Y'all got to hear me. So I'm only in God's will when I'm in his hope. 
Write that down. I'm in his will when I'm in his hope. And in God's will, it's the safest place you'll ever be. Somebody say his will. It's the safest place I will ever be. This is why he's already ordained his will for your protection. Oh, y'all got to hear me. In his will, it's already a sign for your protection. I told y'all, God has government assistance. You got to know your government assistance. Somebody here say his will is his bill. Say it again. His will is his bill. So I got to work out his will so I can get the equipment of his bill. Y'all got to hear me. When I work out his will, I get the equipment of his bill. So you have to understand and identify where have I put my hope in the wisdoms of the world because of their advertising and they took my attention. They have my attention. Watch this. I'm going to help many of you too right here because you still worship. You worship skin color. Religion, the yoke of religion has taken your attention. Some of y'all look like, Pastor, you can say that. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I don't work for people. I work for the kingdom. You worship skin color. They taught you that. That doctrine in you is devilish. Because we'll talk about Christ and you'll jump into a, an offense. I'm not saying it's bad. You need deliverance. But your hope is in the wrong place. Your hope is what? Now, if you got offended, what was that in you? Come on, then we try it. The what? Because unless you can give me scripture with spiritual reference, that means you at that point you don't care about truth. Are y'all learning with me? How many of y'all got mad and you're like, I don't care? Y'all ever did that? They're like, no, am I supposed to raise my hand right now? How many of y'all ever said, if somebody said anything right, but you say, I don't care? At that point, did you not care about truth? You didn't. Because in that spirit, it don't care about truth. It don't, it don't care. It doesn't, it don't care. That's why the Bible says what? The carnal-minded man is unstable. The Bible says the carnal mind is enmity. It's what? It's what? Do you know what enmity is? It means it's forcefully against God. So when I'm out of the spirit mind, I can be forcibly against God. Come on, people of God. God just gave Peter license. And in the next scripture, he said, get thee behind me. No, I don't know about you. I would have thought he said, brother, man, come on, man. You're my disciple. You're my child. Come on, man. You're not. Come on. To me, that was rough. You can call a man Satan, like you just gave him keys to the kingdom. Then I realized something. He wasn't talking to Paul. He was talking to his Pharisee. Y'all gotta hear me. He had to rebuke that Pharisee. Tell somebody I'm open to rebuke. Bring God rebuke my Pharisee. Rebuke my Pharisee. I want to grow in the kingdom. Rebuke my Pharisee. I realized he wasn't talking to Paul. He was talking to that devil that was trying to turn Paul. 
He just gave him the keys to the kingdom. And then now you're calling him the devil. That's confusing. But you got to understand what he did. That Pharisee in me got to be rebuked. It's going to make me feel unbalanced. But now that imbalance make me go pray. Tell somebody it's making me go pray. <laughs> My imbalances even make me go pray. You need a prayer, de a, a default mindset. You need a prayerful default what? Mindset. Be careful of when people bring correction because that's the thing that you prayed for. Oh, Jesus. That's what you want? See, don't ever pray to grow if you don't like correction. The Bible says those who are wise love correction. And before wisdom has to come, correction has to come. When you're humble about learning, you don't rebuke that. And this is where we got many of us that church hurt stuff come from. Because you was actually wanting to learn and somebody rebuked you. That was wrong. That's adolescence of authority. That means they're not skillful in the word of righteousness. Okay? And so I, I pray over you that you get healed from that. But know that they didn't understand. That's not how you handle people. There's a difference. Somebody say there's a difference. You don't rebuke somebody who have questions. Questions are good. It's only when that question is coming like they know and it's wrong. And then you test them to try to get them to know and they still say, no, I know that one. Oh, where's that in you? Because I'm telling you it's wrong, but you're still telling me you know. Until you can give me the scripture in reference to what the word said about it in the spirit. And that's nothing wrong with that. If you bring the right context, guess what I'm going to do? And it's right. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to bow to the word. Tell you what, next week I'm going to talk to the church and tell them I was wrong. Because I'm not trying to be more right than righteous. Say that with me. I'm not trying to be right. I just want to be righteous. So you have to understand God is trying to redeem you. He's done so much for you. How many of you know he's justified you? Even though you was a sinner, he died for you. He said, I've justified you so much. You got to realize I've, I've given you a hope and a future. You don't have to keep looking at what you do wrong. I need you to start looking at what I did right. Tell somebody, look at what he did right. Get out of yourself and turn your eyes on him. Moses Get the same serpent that bit them. I want you to make one and put it on them. And as soon as they put their eyes on the serpent, they're going to get healed. You know what that meant? That meant even though I was bitten, the same way you, you rose your eyes on attention to the serpent is the same way you're going to get delivered by raising your eyes on him. God has promised you some things. Bring it to the last scripture over there. God has promised you some things. But you got to learn to overcome. And the way you're going to overcome is by the hope that he gave you. Can you say amen? Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his what? My, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to what? You can stand against the what? For we do not wrestle against what? But against what? And? And? And heavenly places. Somebody say heavenly places. Which means you're going to learn to rise in heavenly places. Can you say amen? 
Therefore, take up the what? Take up the what? Can't question. What is the whole armor? Let me help you. When you're in the spirit and in righteousness, you just put on the whole armor. I just gave you that whole armor that you may be able to. The what? And having it on to? Guess what you need to do? Where is your victory? Where's your victory? God never told you to fight in you. He never told you what? He said, if you learn to stand, standing don't mean lack of engagement. Standing means that you are with what I've already conquered. If you just stand with me, don't, 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 no, 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 no. I need you to learn to stand. Stop trying to move in you. Your flesh, your, your, in the carnalness of your mind flesh, it profits. Saints, stop trying to get people to agree with your carnality. As if, why would you, can I ask you a question? Why would you, you know what I, I always wonder with people? Why would you want somebody to apologize who don't even know God? You're fighting for an ungodly person to apologize as if their apology is going to be true. <laughs> y'all thinking now, y'all thinking, come on, come on in the room, think, think to me, think, 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 think. If I apologize in carnality, it made you feel good because you trust my flesh. Conviction only come through truth. Conviction only come through what? So you got to learn self-control because sometimes even if they say they're sorry by their mouth, they're going to walk off because they're not conditioned to the spirit of truth. So they're going to still curse you. They're going to still what? You curse. Okay, let me help the church out because we're looking real transformed. Outside of the spirit, all of y'all liars. We are liars. Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever cheated? I love this honesty. It's, it's getting quieter and quieter. <laughs> it was getting good. What else been missing? Have you ever gave false witness? Some say, I am. I'm getting quiet. I'm transformed. Question, all of that you done did, what's the definition of you? A liar, a stealer, a cheater. But Jesus. Hallelujah. So what did that mean? Outside of your awareness and the quickening of that spirit, you don't know how to tell the truth. You don't know what sorry means. You don't even know. You don't, you ask, don't, watch this. Have you ever thought, they don't, they don't even know they hurt you. You know why? Because they don't know him. So if you don't know him, you'll be looking for them to fix your flesh because you don't know what, okay, 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 okay. It's a waste of time. You got to learn to know him. 
So your sorrow can be stronger than anybody hurt in defense that they've done to you. And when you can show them him, that's the best revenge. They won't feel it if they don't see him. That's why Jesus says, love your enemies. Do good to those who despise you. Love, buy them lunch today, baby. We're going to lunch. I ain't doing self-control. No, see, always, he always, they always think that, you know, they always, self-control. You're doing that because they're controlling you. You would make it, it, it would look like you have control over them. That's why you're doing that. No. The fact that's controlling you is what you think about them. So you're telling me they have more control over you than you have over yourself in God. How many of y'all getting this? This is, this is the makeup of God. He's, he's trying. He's so good. He's saying, if you let me give you spirit, a spirit control temperament. If you let me give you a spirit control temperament, watch what's going to happen. When you love them in whatever they did wrong, that's the best revenge. You know why? Because I'm going to burn the hot coals on their head about what they're not sorry for. So they won't even go home without feeling what they did not do. You gotta hear me. You gotta hear me. You gotta hear me. You, see, 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 the best revenge is putting truth into them. I don't want your sorry if I already expected you to do it. Thank you for it. I, I'm not so sorry. I, I don't expect it, but even if you give it, I know you're lying. Because that area needs repentance. So I just, I'm used to you doing me wrong. Tell somebody I'm prepared to be done wrong. Being done wrong, the affliction of being wronged is what's good for you. Because you now know what's in you. Tell somebody it was good I was afflicted. I know a few going to say it. It was good for me that I was afflicted, the Bible says. Because it showed me him. Many of you are stuck in the hope that came through your affliction, which means that hope is not a God because you're hoping to get out of your affliction more than running to God to get in his hope to deal with the affliction. That's why you're trying to find a place of peace. So you go from state to state. You go around the problem. Can you give me the aroundabout way? That's what Israel needed, aroundabout. I don't, you know, I think God calling me somewhere else. Why? Because you got a problem. When you get there, let me tell you something. You're going to meet the same problem. And you're going to try to run from there. And when you get there, guess what you're going to do? You're going to meet the same spirit. And let me tell you, when you move there to there, guess what you're going to do? Stop running from problems. To God, problems are good because he don't have one. <laughs> And because he don't have one, he's saying, you should have saw how much you knew about me or didn't know about me by your problem. It's when you come into me 
that now you realize that I'm the solution to every problem. Yes, ma'am. Now you figure that I'm the way. You're going to know I'm the truth and the life. Now you understand that I've overcome. And you're going to know that you're an overcomer. You're going to know that you are what? If, watch this, watch it. Everybody listen to me. If you keep waiting on God to do it outside of you, even if he deliver you, you're going to need to keep calling on him. So what's going to happen is there's a time that you're not going to feel like praying. So now you got to wait on the priest to come give you some words. That's idolistic. God is trying to build your backbone. The Bible says, he who overcomes shall inherit the earth. He who what? Yeah, what? That's why the Bible says, you have not yet strived to the point of bloodshed against sin. Stand to your feet if you can. To our spaces. Have your way, Jesus. I believe in God that today is a new day for you. Tell somebody it's a new day for me. You can give me an instrumental. It's a new day for you. And you are going to be transformed. Actually, keep it. You're going to be what? You're transformed. Tell somebody I'm transformed right now. Somebody say, I've been justified. Do you know you've been justified? Do you know your, your wrongdoing justify you for his right doing? When you leave this place, I want you to start looking at your life. Write it down. Write down what God said and write down what you've been through. And I want you to look at the column of what God said about you. And you're going to make a peace plan. Somebody say, write down a peace plan. I need a peace plan. Somebody say, a peace plan. You need a daily peace plan. And in this daily peace plan, you're going to meet God every day. You're going to pray to God and give him all of your heart. Somebody say, all of my heart. You're going to start with giving him up. If you have things in your heart that you need to let go, let, let him let it go. Let him help you let it go. If you have doors open and you know you don't want to pray because those doors open and you still, that's still strong in you. I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to keep trying to use the Bible. I'm telling you you're wrong. And you're going to keep going through trials and tribulations. So it's better to do it right. It's better to do it what? You got to figure out what is right. Get your heart in place. Say, God, I'm listening now. What must I do to put this in the right standing with you? God can't bless mess. He can't bless what? What is mess? Mess is doing it the way that I want to do it versus what he said to do it. Okay? Why do that to yourself? And pastor can't help you in what you want to do. All I'm going to do is try to help you close that door. Because God can't speak to you purely until you wash your hands. God is not against you. Remember, he loves you. He did what? So he's trying to help you. He's been trying to help you. But you got to get the bitterness out of yourself. Today, you know you're justified and you're loved by your father. Lift your hands. I want to pray over you. You can give me an instrumental, actually. He's going to bring transformation 
and make sure that you know you have a hope in the future in him. You have a hope in the future. You have a hope in the future. Everything that you desire in life, when that desire comes to God, it's God's desire. It's God's desire. You have breath in your body, you got a purpose. I said, if you got breath in your body, you got a purpose. And I pray that you will not live purposeless. You will not live purposeless. I don't care where you come from. I don't care where you've been. Today, God is calling you to say, hey, I've justified you. Don't worry about that. I'm going to take care of that past. I need to know that today is a new day in your future. And I'm going to walk you through to see the salvation of the Lord. So, Father, I pray over your people this morning. I thank you for healing them. I thank you for delivering them. I thank you for making a way over their life. Thank you, Jesus. Bless their life. Thank you for showing us that your blood has covered us. Yet we was a sinner, God. You still die. Ah, I just can't get over that you justified me. I get it wrong, but you still justified me. I get it wrong, but you still justified me. Come on, I don't know about you. That's goodness to me. I get it wrong a lot, but you still keep justifying me. Mercy keep calling my name. Come on, your love keep calling my name. God, sometimes I give up on myself, but you still call me. You still make a way for me. You keep calling me. God, I can't get out of your love. Thank you for loving me. You could have gave up on me a long time ago, but you keep coming after me. You keep coming after me. And that's so much loving. Thank you for not looking at my wrong. But you see how I'm writing you. Thank you for seeing how I'm writing you. Today I declare that we're going to glean to your word. We're going to glean to who you called us to be. We will not live purposeless. But we're going to come in alignment with our hope and future. For which we are called by faith. We're called by your name. Father, I pray that you extend your hand over your people right now. Come on, I called them back to their purpose. I called them back into their potential. We close the eyes and their ears to anything that's contrary to your word. Come on, I pray they close their eyes and ears to everything that's contrary to your word. Come on, when you get home, you're going to start clearing out some stuff. Come on, we're going to do a house cleansing even at your house. We're going to do a body cleansing in your mind. Father, I pray that you cleanse every part of their being. That they're able to handle the new wine skin that you want to pour into. Come on, he's building a new wine skin. There's a new wine skin that you can handle the weight of what he wants to pour. I pray greater grace in the deepness of your love. Help us, God, to not make this life in you a work, but that we make it a living. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. And from this day forward, your presence is going to be our normality. It's going to be our normal. You're, come on, we're going to learn to live in your presence. Your presence is heaven to us. God, we're going to learn just to live in your presence and stay in your presence. That's going to be my normal. That's my normal. My normal is your presence. 
My normal is your peace. My normal is your joy. That's going to be our normal. Father, I pray a blessing over each and every one of your sons and daughters right now. If they're online, I pray that you extend your hand at their homes right now. Bless them. Help them today. That they'll never be the same again. We call out that lying devil over their life. And we tell it. Come on. We, we, we cancel that assignment of those words over your life. Today, you know God has justified you. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to deceive. And he comes after your identity. But today you tell that devil, I'm justified. I'm justified. I'm justified. I'm justified. Repeat after me, Father God. Today, I thank you for justifying me. Forgive me for every sin known and unknown. Today, I surrender my will to your will. I surrender my way to your way. Thank you for showing me you. I know now that you loved me and you never left me. I know now that you justified me. Even when I get it wrong, you still come after me to tell me you want me right. Thank you, Jesus, for never leaving me and never forsaking me. Your word is truth. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap. Come on.